States now, yeah, you know, I guess we always kind of, well, not different states, but, you know, different Mark, do you live in the city? I live in New Jersey, just outside. But All right, so I'm the only one who could possibly even vote for you. You know, that's true, but it but doesn't mean... I, I, I can get my whole office here to vote it for It also doesn't mean, you know, it's a lot more than votes. I'm going to need help getting signatures. Wait, wait, before, before we go, tell, tell me what, you, let's just jump into it. So, Ed... Made a, a very soft announcement on Facebook. That's right. That he is running to be mayor of New York City. That is correct. That's an amazing thing. Tell 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 us what what's going you on. Know, had, what, were, what were the origins of that? What the, where did that thought come from? And the first thought came last year on the first day that teachers were obliged to report to school. Uh, I work. At, well, why don't you give us some background? Ed is a teacher. I think, uh, in any case, I'm, I'm a teacher, and they, in my school, and like in many schools, uh, they chopped up schools into mini schools. So in my school, there were actually five different schools that have almost no association with each other. And they, it's, they call it... What is it based on, like, like intelligence, effectively? Or? No, no, it's... Uh, just getting the most out of people There are schools that have certain special uh, focuses. Like, I work in a school that is primarily for newcomer immigrants. Uh, but the other four schools really are just high schools. Wait, it's a school that's for immigrants, or just turns out that immigrants live in the area? Where no, the it's is? focused on newcomer immigrants. So what, what does that mean exactly? On kids who got to this country somewhere in around 8th or ninth grade or later. And English is interesting. Uh, wow. It would be the second language. 
is right. the second one, but they're or, not high, or third or fourth. You know, they, are they uh, proficient in it, or uh, most are not when they okay. get there, and hopefully. So they show they up coming mostly from the next. The There's uh, I I call it I call the population dominicentric, but uh, and we're probably like about fifty percent Latino, but we have Bengalis, Pakistanis, Yemenis, Albanians, West Africans. Wow. A growing Vietnamese population, one kid from China who's the best math student. So because they come in as, as immigrants, they like that's one of the sort of uh, not onboarding. No, that's the, the reason they, they would come to, to our school. They go to your school. Yes. Cool. Yeah. No, it, it's it's actually that's a good program. Although I worked at a large school that had, uh, you know, one quarter of the school, seven hundred kids who were ESL students, and I think that we did a really good job there too. So, in any case, the origin is, on the first day, they have these five different schools, and they called in all of the teachers into the auditorium to meet the administrators. And I look on the stage, 18 or 19 people on that stage, and I'm thinking to myself, that's more than $3 million a year on that stage. And none of those people are in the classroom. And a lot of those people are not very good at their jobs. And it just seemed like a real waste of money. And you know what happens when you have one principal, you have a much better chance of getting a good principal than when you hire five, you're going so much deeper into the talent pool. And there's a lot of really terrible principals running schools. And then when you get to the assistant principals in a big school, you have specialists like, you know, for social studies, math, for guidance, for security, for operations. Your assistant principal yeah, right. all those things? Right, but at a small school, you maybe have two or three, and one person is English, social studies, guidance, special education, uh, you know, it, 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 all different things. And the other person is security, operations, math, science. Wasn't the origination of it that they wanted to break up the bureaucracy? In creating all these smaller schools? Uh, there, there could be two reasons. In any case, the, the odds of somebody being good at all of those things is really slim. Mm -hmm. So you get these generalists who are also all like 25 years old, uh, and you get a lot of bad principles, and I just think that it's a really bad job. There were th th This stated reason for breaking up the schools was by making the schools smaller, fewer kids would slip through the cracks because everybody would know everybody in the school. What size are you talking about? Like what's the total and what's the program? Schools in my building range from like four to six hundred students. Okay, so you have like three thousand, three thousand. Yeah, it's, a, you know, it's, it's rearranging furniture on the Titanic. You know. You're still the same kids and the same teachers in the same place. And uh, there's also the schools fight for space, they fight for resources. At another school I worked at, nobody wanted to take responsibility for the library, so the library was closed. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to cooperate across schools, everybody's yeah, very... With all these administrators, they can't get something like it that. It makes it even worse. Hey, we're back. We had a little bit of a technical issue. So, uh, yeah, to track back and... Uh, where we left off, I think, was uh, the administrators weren't helping out at all with respect to the library issue that nobody wanted to take responsibility right. for. So I just feel that we're better off having, you know, the one school and and not having 
so many bad principals paid one person to run the school. But is this, this is just your particular school. I mean, no, 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 no. This is the entire Board of Education. That this is how it works across the board? Yeah. Every like borough. Every, doesn't sound very there, smart. Bloomberg did it to punish the teachers' union, It right? was hostility. Really? It, it was Basically. done in a way, I think, of hostility to the union. And uh, it was also a way that when he reorganized the schools, he also did it in a way he gave teachers more money, but took away, and I don't think this is a bad thing, seniority rights, because right now in the old system, if I wanted to go to another school, mm -hmm. I could say, hey, does anybody here have fewer years than me? Oh, really? I'll take your job then. You can take their job, not if the job the opening. In the yeah. past. Oh, okay. That has changed, and I think that's a good change. But what happened, all these people who lost their positions when they reorganized the schools, mm -hmm. they lost their jobs, but they didn't lose their paychecks. They didn't lose their benefits. They didn't lose their accrual of seniority and pensions. And they, they, still, they still got paid their salary? And they were basically being paid to be glorified subs. And to me, what difference does it make if the money is on the Department of Education's budget or the school's budget? These people should be working. Mm -hmm. not, and even if they're in a school as a glorified sub, that's not a job. So I'd say let them work. Right. And don't waste millions of dollars paying people not to really do something meaningful. Right. And this was a result of this whole reorganization. And you know they're, they're starting finally to run out of the ATRs. But this has been going on for about... I don't know, 10, 12 years. ATR is? Yeah. Alt uh, alternative Teacher Reserve. Okay. And you don't need, for a while, they sent them to a different school every week. They were like ghosts. Like, you know, oh, you're the ATR. I'm not going to learn your name because you won't be here next week. So you ought to be mayor to fix the educational system in well, that's, New York City. Yeah, and there's other. That's the main. Yes, main that's number one. Uh, also, certain Has types. Has any teacher ever become mayor of New York City? No. And I think that, like I say, I have a better than 0% chance of winning. Uh, you have a non-zero chance. A non-zero chance. Uh, I don't really expect it is something. No one thought Trump would win. And nobody thought, a lot of people, but again, I'm not running under a political party, I'm running as an independent. I'll get into the debate if I'm lucky with the rents too damn high guy. Right. You know. Well, I, was uh, just, I was just thinking of him because even if you're like, you're, if your goal isn't to right, win, to have an issue, you still have the ability. Right. If you're pretty discreet in terms of these are the issues that I'm running on, I think you have the ability to make them know. Well, if you really want, right. He had a nice. You really want to have an impact. He had gloves too. Focus on education, so that you can bring those people along to that next person and, and actually maybe have a chance to get influence with Right, and you don't know where that can lead both on an educational sure. level and, to be honest, even on a personal level, uh, you know, putting myself out there. I'm already, been, this summer, been spending time writing things that I'm going to either, like, post and hopefully, like, if maybe you have a better chance of getting something published as Ed Burke, independent candidate for mayor, right. as Ed Burke, you know, I also, I also think in this Who age, you I think in that, this age, like look at AOC, right? Like who was she like a year ago? Like nobody knew a who bartender. She was. A bartender. Nobody knew who she was. Now it's not only did she, you know, win the Democratic nomination. Now that she won the election, you know, she's she's a real national figure. And I think it's because she's adept at using social media. Yeah, she's actually the congresswoman for where my school is located. So. She is, and her main reason. Oh. Her get her on your side, that'd be good. Her adeptness is that she just pisses off all the Ben Shapiros and they all react to her. They should leave her alone if they don't want to have, they just all react to her. She's like a trigger for all the, the, the right guys. 
And they, they should, if they didn't want her to get anything out there, on both sides, like the, the people just over-respond, but that's social media. Is that without what, being sexist too? Yeah. And I think you fall into this paradigm as well. She's, she's very attractive. Yes, that's and, one of the things we have in common. <laughs> you know, actually, you know, when you looked at the post, she was beautiful in those pictures. You're in her, she's your representative? In, in the, in where my school is. Okay. I have Gerald Nadler on there for West Side. Very um, Nadler's your rep? Nadler is my rep. And boy, I used to see him all the time in my neighborhood at, you know, you know food trucks and in cars. But he's oh, now, now he's, he's... But it's funny, I used to see him like twice a week. that goes, I love Jerry Nadler? I don't think so. No, but you know he'll win. He'll win on the Upper West Side as long as he runs. Right. And you know I want to run as an independent because I don't expect to go through the machinations. And my second platform is very anti-political party, which is eliminating in the public advocate's office. I think that it's a waste of of tax dollar money. It's tens of millions of dollars a year, which is not really a lot of money when you look at the city budget, but mm -hmm. it's still, you know, 10 million it here, 10 up. million there. It does add up. They really duplicate the functions of the city council. Which uh, should be eliminated as well. No, this is, I think you need to have checks and balances. You need to legislate. I would actually want to strengthen the city council. Do the borough presidents have any executive power? Not, no. They lost. Their power in a 1989 Supreme Court case, there was there was something called the Board of Examiners, and they had a lot of control over spending and land use, but it was thought said to be unconstitutional under the One Man One Vote Act because a citizen in Staten Island, they had like one vote, and you know, it was like 350,000 people, and the people of Brooklyn had one vote, mm -hmm. 2.4 million people at the time, let's say, so it was declared. So they really changed the charter. And they control, like, you know, a small amount of money. They advocate for their boroughs. And they do something which I think is rife with corruption, is they appoint community board members. And how do you think you get this guy to appoint you to the community board? Sure. If you're supporting them in some way, I would rather have those elections be for the community board people and not for the borough presidents. Let the city council, they represent districts in the city. Mm -hmm. They could represent the interests of Brooklyn and Queens and wherever. Mm -hmm. uh, and the public advocate just seems, again, their oversight, but let the city council do the oversight. In order to run as an independent, <clears throat> what do you have to do? Just file a piece of paper or do you have to get like a certain amount of signatures? Yes, I, between July 12th and August 22nd, 2021, okay. I will have to collect 7,500 signatures of New York City Camp residents. Wayne should get you there. Camp, Wayne County Camp should get uh, you there on their own. But, but my goal is to recruit 100 people through mm -hmm. my friends, and frankly, a lot of my students, both you know, current and former, to collect 100 signatures each. I got 18 in this office. I think so I'll need about 10,000, you know, because I'm sure that some of them will be invalid and yeah, you don't want to be like. It doesn't sound like it's hard, but yeah, it's probably no, I, I understand it probably that, it's, that it's not easy. You have to be organized to do it. Yeah. You, you have to open up a bank account, you have to get a tax ID number, uh, a couple of other papers to file. It's not a very high bar, other than the collecting of the signatures. Which again, you know, I'm going to need a team to help me do that, and I think I could put together a team. How do you collect? Just on paper, like old fashioned? Old fashioned, signed. Wow. Any porn stars I'm going to need to pay off for you? Uh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> you know what? If they want to speak about it, you know, uh, please go ahead. Let's do it. 
there might be, it was a long, long time ago, so. And, uh, you know, whenever it's, I'll be an open book, whatever and, and, and things that happen in my past. It supports the pornographic it's a, industry. It's a great experience for you personally. So Donald Trump is president, so whatever I've done, you know, in my past that they could bring up, I'll be like, yeah. Good, right? yeah I'm good. <laughs> well, that's pretty amazing. So, uh, and then the third one will be about changing how we enforce uh, marijuana laws in this city. Ah, how do we enforce marijuana? Uh, I would say that I would, I would instruct the police department to not arrest for a ticket or do anything if somebody is for weed. You know, when I worked at... Haven't they done that? It, it's, yeah, so that's what happened. It's, it's to a point. It's unofficial, kind of, I think. Uh, no, it's, I, it's very official, actually, I think. They they won't arrest you if you have a joint or whatever. And and I think that's great. And if it's something that's already done and doesn't have to be done, fantastic. But I remember when I worked at Morris High School, which was in a really tough section in the Bronx, this was during the stop and frisk days. And I had students who were really good kids who got stopped two, three, four days a week. And sometimes they would get busted. They weren't doing anything except they had marijuana in their pocket. And now they're in the criminal justice system for, mm-hmm. you know, walking around their neighborhood. Right. And I would just say that if they weren't going to do anything with stopping and frisking, it's like, okay, here's your pot back. Yeah. You know, how does stop and frisk actually work? Can a cop just randomly stop anyone yes. at any time? Yes. And, and my kids in, you know, the South Bronx did get stopped, you know, constantly. Mm-hmm. And it builds a lot of resentment then. Of course. And I'm not saying that there aren't, you know, I do believe that a lot of the Giuliani policies when he first became mayor were extremely effective, like the whole broken window idea. The whole idea of... research on that that in the end was not effective. The whole idea of going after people for small crimes and finding out that they're wanted for other crimes was smart. You know, going after the fair beaters said, oh, you know, was not a bad thing to do. So I'm not like coming in as like a raging, you know, left-wing liberal, a lot of it is about saving money so we can spend it on the things that we really need to spend it on. I think that's the sweet spot, like civil libertarian economic responsibility. And I think most people aren't, that's where they fall. I think this whole, we've talked about this before, this whole desire to sort of separate into two different camps, it's, it's such a human instinct that it's so played upon by the powers that be to keep us that way. You don't mean sway when you're talking do not. can break it down for you. And the last time I had political office in Swago, we were regional. Was that your last mm-hmm. office you held? Yes, it's not the last time I've run for something. Like, What's the last thing you're at? Well, I am the chapter leader for, my, for the union at my school. So, you know, but it's, I don't call that a political position. Yeah, that's, that helps bolster you. Yes, so are we going to get the union to support you? I don't think the union will support me because I have ideas that I know will not be popular with the union. Like, for example, I think that we give tenure out too easily and quickly. Uh, you know, it's after three years, now they're making it four years. That's it? And to me... <laughs> and, and what is tenure? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And, and Why is there tenure anyway? Like well, what's the rationale I, behind that? Uh, you know, it's, it's... You go to your job, you keep your fucking job. Right. If not, you go. Well, you know, you also have to remember that there's a lot of things about teaching conditions that are really pretty shitty. And if you take away certain things like job security and still have those same shitty conditions, you're going to lower the standard. And it's already a problem. Uh, but I don't think that, I, like I say, like when we gave it up, I got tenure by osmosis. I came in one day and they're like, hey, Mark, I have tenure. Please. 
I'm like, really? Fuck you! (laughs) You can't fire me, motherfucker. Uh, Wait, wait, so even before the three years you were given tenure? No, I just, one day, like, I came in. Still upon the fact that you were given. Now they make the people jump through some more hoops, and there is a lower percentage of people getting it right off the bat. Okay. I think three years, you're not really a very good teacher yet. Mm-hmm. And I would certainly extend the time and then maybe make it reviewable. Right. And also, if you're going to take something away from the teachers, I would want to give them more money because it is a collectively bargained agreement. Mm-hmm. And you expect a group of people to give something up, then they ought to get something back. Is that pay scale based uh, solely on uh, years of service? And education. Okay. And there's other ways you could make money within the school year, getting certain other positions like teacher leadership positions or other things. Selling books? <laughs> yes. Are you going to write a book alongside? Uh, I, no, I, no, I'm going to write more editorials and you, things you like know, that. My, you know, not that I'm some social media expert or anything, but my advice, and we've talked about this on the, on the podcast, I think actually one Mark joined with us. I don't take any advice. We, we said like, and I think AOC, to her credit, did this, is like if you could like... Anything you're doing, whether it's sort of like getting the signatures or preparing for something, just create a YouTube channel and, and post about it. And just try do the basics. Just do the basics yeah. and, just, and just keep posting and just put, put stuff up there. So it's like, it's the Ed Burke running from a reality show. Well, my, actually, I did hire my first official person as my social media consultant. Congratulations, Moose. No, no, no. No, no. Sima Murphy Burke, my daughter. Oh, nice. Who, you know, oh, so nepotism is already running rampant in the Burke administration. The salary's disclosed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything she has. Uh, the campaign, yes, she will not be in my administration. I wouldn't do that to the city of New York. But uh, Well, very exciting, Ed. So I, I am excited to do it. It's funny, my students, I announced it to my students last they year. They, they, and I teach government and like civics with them. And they were really excited. And one of my favorite students, she goes, Mr. Burke, you're going to win. And I'm like, no, Rosifer, I really don't think I am. And she's like, I've had thousands of students, but there are millions of New Yorkers. And she was like, oh. You know, though, it is. never know. But it is like, at least there are thousands. And and again, in the social media age, if those people spread the word, it's a lot better than if it's like 15 of your friends. And in one of my columns, I wrote about a student. This is, uh, I was going to write, I'm writing an article about the specialty high schools like Stuyvesant and, you know, Bronx Science right. and schools like that. And I had this student, Stacy Diaz, who never even took the test because she didn't know about it. Her family didn't know about it. They were immigrants from DR. She never, and she, you know, thought that, boy, it would have been nice to have that opportunity. And, you know, she's going to be graduating with the, uh, from Rochester Institute of Technology wow. with a biomedical engineering degree <laughs> and already has a job offer, she could have handled Bronx Science. I'm yeah. quite certain of it. So I'd like so, to... So, all right, so why did she not have the opportunity? Uh, for several reasons. And she wouldn't have... But her brother might have had a better opportunity, a little bit younger. But, uh, it, you know, it, it is very hard for these kids to get that opportunity. And I have... And I think they're trying to address this. And because not, they just don't know that they should apply to these schools? Well, well, part of it is that. But also, mm-hmm. their families are not wise to the system. They're not on their kids to prepare and take classes. And you know, one of the reasons you do have so many Chinese and Russians and Korean kids in there is that these kids are spending four years every weekend 
taking classes for test preparation. Yeah, it's funny you should say that. I was driving home today, and I see in front of this storefront, there are like 60 Asian kids. And, I, and I'm, you know, I'm at a red light, like a little uh, 20 feet away, so I don't know what this, but then when I see, it's a test prep center, and they were waiting for it to open. Mm. Yeah. And give credit to these families for yeah. you know and and these kids, but it's also if you never get any black or Hispanic kids into these schools, then it, it's just never going to happen for them. So whose fault is that though? Yeah, it seems like this is a problem. But it's not the kids' fault. Here. Well, here's how no, I, it's not the kids' fault. So, so here's how I would address it. Sure. Uh, I would give the kids, there would be two things that they would have to, let's say, be one of the top three uh, graduates of their middle school and have to achieve a certain level on that test. And if they do those two things, they've demonstrated they're a good student, they've demonstrated that they're smart enough to achieve a certain level on that test and not the highest, give those kids a chance. Okay. Let's get started there. And by chance, being admitted to that. To the Stuyvesant, Spronsky. I think to the idea tech. that everyone can't test equally. No, no. And, and I'm not saying a you know, quota. makes sense to me. Kids have to earn their way in by sure. being both great students and doing... I don't know the test well enough to tell you what that metric should be. Mm-hmm. And it should be a, you know, a rigorous a metric. Right. But you also have to know that these kids don't have the, the same resources, opportunities. Mm-hmm. And we got to give kids an opportunity somehow, somewhere, especially if they can work their way into it. Mm-hmm. Stacy Diaz would have been somebody who could have gone to that school and been very successful, even though she never could have gotten into that school in the first place. Okay. So and, and, and she's but a, nonetheless, she is a success. A success. Things worked out for her. Anyway. Right. Yes, but why not? It, it would help these schools to have kids like Stacy Diaz in there and others that I've known who would have oh, I'm sure. been remarkably successful at any school. Mm-hmm. And why why don't you think she would have been successful taking the test? Because language issues language. and just <coughs> she never prepared for it. Are the tests given in other Well, is that the fault no, of the board and they, of ed? No, they shouldn't be because no. you couldn't really... No, but, you know, think no. so. But, you know, uh, but I, would, I, I think it's the fault of that. the board of ed of not... Wait, the what? advertising or pushing Well, I think more the of the problem is that Mr. family should pay to have her stand in front of that, go into that test. extra preps test stuff that she's not going to beat the other kids out. Can her family afford it? Can her family afford it? Do these resources exist in her neighborhood? You know, the uh, chances are they don't. Right. Hey, so, you, you can't even get a, a diet Snapple in half these neighborhoods. So... They're not going to certainly have the resources to have a uh, an after-school education. Uh, a, what is it called? My Kuma point is, one, one of the more, and some of those other things. One of the more efficient thing to be done for everyone mm-hmm. then is actually just translate the test into her native language. No, because this is a school that doesn't want. They want to get kids who are ready to learn every single class, and they're not going to be able to get the ESL support at a school like Bronx High and Stuyvesant. You need but to that's okay, but, that, but she's not going to get that anyway, right? If she if she does, if you're saying she should go to Bronx Science. So, but she can't because of the test. But let's say her younger brother took the test and didn't get the highest score, but he did well and he mm-hmm. was a great right. student. Mm-hmm. Let's let him in. You know, she was she came here a little bit late. Okay. But you know he, and let's really make sure that we're selling it to these communities that you have a chance to get in. Okay. And 
So that's an example. And this is something, by the way, I don't always give him credit, but de Blasio is trying to do something about this situation. But he has so much bad will with everybody that it's hard to take anything he says. Well, plus he does it the wrong way. Why, why does everyone hate de Blasio? Like, everybody why, likes de Blasio. I mean, I mean, listen, I, I, well, I don't he's, like him, he's, in, he's, in, like he's the, incompetent. Yeah, but I'm surprised people on the left don't, don't really like him. I don't really know anyone that says I like Bill the That's because the people on the left, their kids aren't in the public schools. His supporters. They're his, his well, like my child? I don't know if it's yeah. private yeah, schools. But, but I don't think anyone's his support. Everyone I know is a supporter because who the hell else am I going to vote for? I'm not going to vote. Ed First Ber- of all, Ed Burke. Ed Burke. I mean, that's, that's the last mayoral election. He ran against itself because well, there was no more kind of payback that lady that allowed him to get his third term. You know, and well, no, no one, If Anthony Weiner had not right shown his sure. Weiner, right he would have been the he mayor. Would have been mayor. And, and, and he would have been a very good mayor. I happen to agree with you. He would have been the second coming of the cops a little bit. You, you know, you're right, and that's one of the things I look at New York City, this huge democratic city, and they've done nothing but run mediocrities uh, for years. Oh, Michael uh, Bloomberg. No, well, uh, well, he was a Republican when he first oh, ran okay. because it was right. easier to win. Mm-hmm. He, that's why he ran because okay. he wouldn't have, might not have won. But it started with Dickens, who was just like a machine yeah. guy who was in the right place. Ruth Messinger, Mark Green, Fernando Ferrer, <laughs> Bill Thompson, Bill de Blasio. Mm-hmm. It's like a parade of mediocre people. Yeah, Bill Thompson was a good man. Right. And the other thing, when I talk about the borough presidencies and the public advocate jobs, these positions mostly exist as political launching pads for right. higher office. Right. It's like, oh, I'll be borough president, then I'll run, that's our new state attorney general, Letitia mm-hmm. James. Bill de Blasio is the public advocate. They use these, Scott Stringer, now the controller, wants to be mayor. It's just used as, you know, political launching pads. Why do we need to spend money to on support that political training uh, positions? No, I totally agree with you. So, yeah. The public advocate position, like, that hasn't been around forever either, right? I mean, no. that was recently created in the last 25, 30 years, right? Yeah, no, no. I, I think that came when they changed the city charter, I yes. believe, in 1989, mm-hmm. when they had to change it because the, uh, the borough presidents were stripped oh, okay. of their power. And the public advocate becomes mayor if the mayor is, can't be mayor anymore. <laughs> but you could find, all right, the president of the city council becomes mayor. There's, as long as there's somebody. Okay. Do you think de Blasio is going to be running again against you? No, I, he's uh, no, he can't. He's term limited. Why? How many times did he win? Back to two. Twice. Oh, I didn't really realize he won twice. Yes. I have to tell you. So who are the other candidates that are running? Uh, you know, I looked at some of the names. It's like Ruben Diaz, who's the Bronxborough okay. yeah, president. What's his name? The guy who's public advocate will probably run unless he wants to keep his job. Jermaine the head of the Williams. City council. Oh, the woman. I Corey Johnson. Oh, that's right. Yes, he's, he's definitely running. Run. Uh, and Stringer will. The Republicans will scare some sacrificial lamb. Last time there was a woman from Staten Island who was like, oh, Nicole Malacocas, like 30 something years old and nobody knew her. The time before, Joe LaHoda. You know, it's. Unless you're going to get a Giuliani or a Bloomberg, you're not going to get a You would think for the mayor of New York City, there would be some serious candidates, like people with some gravitas, like Bloomberg. I know, but it's, but it's odd, right? Because to, to, be, to run for mayor, you have to be a politician in New York somehow or other, you would think. 
And then do you? I don't think you do. I don't think I don't think you do. Bloomberg wasn't. No, Bloomberg wasn't. Could be a congressman. You could be an assembly person. Giuliani wasn't really. No, Bloomberg was just a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, better a prosecutor, but. Yeah, the uh, point the point is if you can find a way to make a name in the city because it's not taken as seriously. There aren't high powered people. There are people who are to your point. Remember they talked about Bill Clinton running for mayor back. Right? Yes, I did, yeah. Or even, or Hillary too. They were, they were talking oh, God. Really? No, what's his name? They should have the guy who uh, he was the uh <laughs> the Stein guy. Uh, I, I think I've set, told this before on the ski slope. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost sure that I, I did. We'll check the archives. Uh, but one, we, used to, we used to do reunions in the 90s, like guys from like our age up to my brother's group and a few older former counselors, and we were staying at Kutcher's. Yes! And uh, Mark Reed was running for mayor or maybe public advocate at that mm-hmm. point, and he was not politicking with the old, you know, elder cockers up at Kutcher's. <laughs> and he had the misfortune of being seated next to where we were sitting. And Moose yells out, Where was Mark Green during Crown Heights? <laughs> yes. He like slunk under the table and out. sat And it's funny. Us. I was in the Barnes and Noble on, uh, where is it, uh, Union Square? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14. And he, he was walking by. Did you remind Mark him of Green. the moment? You didn't remind him of that moment. I highly doubt he would have remembered <laughs> oh, that yes, moment in his. Uh, Go green guy. In his career. Fight, fight, fight. He, he lost. So what's like your next step? Like, just this kind of thing? Well, you know. Podcasts it, it, with the Suego people? Well, I, I, no, I, this He's is going like to said, Iowa. Uh, the reason I started, I announced it, is I figured my last political position was 1974, mayor of Camp Suego. So I just thought, like, well, what better place to I actually have some advice for you. As a person who no longer lives in New York City, but I come back every couple of weeks, <laughs> the one thing I've noticed that's deteriorated more than anything, the homeless and the alcohol and drug problems of the homeless has got, it was all cleaned up, and now all of a sudden... It's a disaster. Because again. the police have been told not to bother them. Okay, you need to tell the police. It, it, it's also an you come up, You come up with a solution for that, and I I guarantee you that will be attractive to a whole lot of people. If that, if that was part of your main thing, that I am going to clean up the streets, we're going to fix the problem He somehow. can't do that. Why? Well, it's not in his, in his political uh, arena. No. And, and, you know, you're asking would require things he'd never be... Uh, he'd be accused uh, of being too far to the right. Uh, the, the next... Depends on what get him votes. Do you want to win? Or do you want to stick with ideology? We're putting him in No, I, I'm not so, going to be tied to ideology because I don't have to. I think that's the way you win now. Right. Forget sticking I, I don't, I don't have to because I'm not, I don't have a political party. I want to do things that are really commonsensical. And I agree because I live in the city and I have seen horrible a, a big increase. My in wife has said people. that. She works on Broadway. No, oh, I mean, over here. That's the number one thing and seven notices. I see it on my street on 67th Street between Broadway and Amsterdam. There's been two guys who have been camped out on our street that you know we notice. 
And, uh, and the other, that's a terrible sign for economics. And also I've noticed a lot of stores being closed, which is the last yeah. time I saw well, that that's a, a was big, before big the crash in 2008. Yeah. It's been happening. Isn't that the rest of me? And I think, that's, I think it's a bad sign. Every store is some closed. of it might be because of Amazon and people some, no, shopping. But a lot of it is because of the... Uh, you can't have two conversations going at once. A lot of it is also because of the, uh, the way their mortgages and rents are structured. With the uh, people who own the buildings, it's. I was actually was just on the radio this morning on CBS, and and they were saying because of the way some mortgages are structured, that it's they can't offer someone a lesser rent. That so, they so lose their mortgage. Then <laughs> someone get nothing. No, so I think... Because you look and you see all these... This has been going on for the last three, four, five years. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons. What what do you do about about homeless people, though? Because it's like, yes, get them up. Like, what is the solution? Well, I'll I'll be honest that when Alan asked before, you know, what are your next steps? Like, one of the things I'm doing is I'm studying a lot. Because when you look at the job of New York City mayor, there's transportation, there's corrections, there's police, there's, you know... So much. There's roads, there's... You know, so much that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I do, and I have been reading. I've gone through the city charter several times. Uh, well, it, it's a super difficult problem because in Hawaii, they have a really bad homeless problem. A lot of it is the vets. It's like 10% of Hawaii is military. But the crazy part yeah, is but it's, it's a the really place in the state. world to be homeless, though. True. Well, this may be, this may be relevant to what I'm about to say. Almost all of them, because of how liberal a state it is, they have housing that they could go live in that's perfectly suitable, not like crazy like uh, things here where they're living right, with electricity, people. Heat, they water. just don't want to go live on that side of the island, <laughs> and they'd rather live in a tent near Waikiki where they prefer to spend their time. So not only it's like just supplying a sufficient. Um, alternative to get them off the street is not even the answer that there. Turn, right. No, it's right. a, so the alternative. So flow chart then is it like well, but but doesn't it make nasty. sense? You you they bust them. Shit at you. Like you the bust best. them from their housing to the place they want to be in the day, back to the housing at night. <laughs> they don't want to live in the housing because they want to be on the beach during the day. You right. know, I don't know enough to say down. whether. Or not yeah, and I don't have an answer either. It just seems like a great you say studying, like I'd be curious, like. What can you study? Like, are there, are there, I don't know, articles and stuff discussing how cities have dealt with homeless people? There the are. There, there are. are. And it's the beauty of the there. internet is that you can find articles There's on a, anything. And, and let me say that one of the other nice things, it comes from my teaching and teaching in government, is my students every year I have a research paper where they have to research a local issue and, you know, talk about, you know, what's the problem, why it's a problem, who it's a problem for. And possible solutions. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get more grassroots than that. And these are—they really have identified incredible issues to talk about, including you know homelessness. And their solutions are maybe a little bit pie in the sky. You know, like rent rent a place for them. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. Okay. Although you know, in some ways, when you hear about these things, like it probably is cheaper to rent a just a hotel room yeah, for yeah, them. Of than course. Everything else that happens. You're going to ask. I was just going to ask. If you listen to the conversation, you listen to your ideas, your common sense. There have been other candidates that have come before that have had common sense ideas. They fail because of the political machine. Sure. The, the momentum against you is significant. How do you fight it? 
You know, it's a great question, and I don't pretend to know that I'm going to know how to win every issue, but I think one way is by not becoming part of the machine and saying that, no, I'm not really listening to this, you know, aspect or this aspect. I want to be like Dave. You ever see the movie Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Dave? No, Dave. Dave. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, there is wasn't be like Uncle where like he had his friend the accountant come over and they saw the wrong budget, you know, right. Right. right? So I want to be Dave, you know, it's ridiculous like, list of well, the guys first thing you have to do, sort of like the president right. and getting away with it aside, right. <laughs> you have to. The first thing you have to do is stop saying that's a great question. That's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great point. That does happen a lot, right? You hear that all the time. Right. It's, it's not a great question. It's a question. <laughs> So, and you're kissing someone. It's a great question. Already. Means oh, it's why a question. Go, and what why don't you go kiss some babies part now? Part of the word in politician is being polite. You know, that's part of where you come. It comes you from. No, that was the word. <laughs> well, Hasn't I've been that way in maybe a hundred years. And that's the kind of thing. And when we've done these other that I decry the most, the lack of civility in both our leaders and our citizenry is the it's worst terrible. thing that happens. Yeah. And I would want to bring that back to whatever extent that I could. You're going to wear your tie-dye shirts on the stump? I, depends on where I'm campaigning. When I go out to like the beach of Far Rockaway, you know? I think you, know? you do really well up at Bethel Woods. But you know how many people in the York past, like the there. last election, have, have gotten to enough signatures no, 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 so no, that they actually qualified to run New York? Uh, I don't know the exact number, but every year... No, but they usually cut it down very quickly, the Board of Elections. How do they do yeah, that? Yeah, they they, they, they just yeah. say your, your signatures are not valid. Well, there's the signatures, there's the paperwork, certain paperwork that needs to be filed. Basically. Uh, you know, certain applications. Like I say, you need a tax ID number, mm-hmm. uh, you need a bank account. Uh, so it doesn't seem like a high bar. No, it's yeah. not. You are I going, you are going up against the machine. I think just enough to account, so if you do raise you know, money, they don't want an outsider coming in and upsetting the apple You need to have a... A place to take money, and that you have to make certain reports about what you're collecting and who you're collecting. So you're looking for a volunteer campaign to get everything out there to first phase. Yeah, I'm. You know, I don't. Like I say, I'm not really running because I expect to win this election. I would like to get my voice out there to raise, particularly the educational issues, and you know, see what that does in a personal way for me to raise my profile a little bit. You may have to wear a tie. Uh, I, I wear a tie when I need to. <laughs> he's, he's, he's willing to make a sacrifice. I don't know if a tie goes with a tie-dye. I, I, you know, I actually have a button-down button tie-dye shirt that I made at Camp Lohegan. All right. Um, so, and when I was mayor at Swago, we had our successes. I Tell me, what was the, what was the best achievements? Well, the, the, when I ran, and I got in trouble with Dave in my speech, which was written by Burl Gottlieb, uh, I was. Uh, I, I said that every night all over the world, children go to bed hungry. One of these places is Swago, and that's why if I'm elected, we will have an evening milk and cookie call. Evening milk and cookies. And we got it, and I did pay a, a price for that because my brother was a waiter that year, and he and his friends beat the shit out of us several times. Because it was their job. What a hassle, bringing out those cookies. They did. It's a good analogy to what you're going to face here. Right. It didn't so last, there was by the, way, the evening milk and cookies. My s- Even milk and cookies lasted through 84 when the camp closed. I want to let you know. Uh, well, that was there a good job. No, I don't remember evening milk and cookies. Sure, right after, uh, right after uh, free play. 
I don't remember that. You don't remember milk and cookies? I didn't get free plates. Not after right after, 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 after Every now. now and then there was after side restaurant. Side of the mess hall. Yeah, right over in that side. And my successor as mayor was Moose. I ran as a first-year senior. Under what party? <laughs> uh, I guess the white party. <laughs> mm-hmm. the so you, Mayor uh, Moose, followed you. Right. Uh, and and then there's a few my guys. only so was three uh, mayors in the room. Getting right. chokes with pudding for Andy Luger. But we also that had a two-year uh, thing. We wanted to get a water they, they had eliminated chocolate pudding water from dessert. The dessert. And the camper cabinet voted it. One of the it. most <laughs> frequent planks was that they were going to get us Nova locks like the girls got over in Swatona on Sundays. Why were we picked like that? Come uh, on. I never knew that they had it until, you know, years ago. Yes. Just curious, how good do you think that locks was? It was locks, okay? (laughs) Was it the kind of just like mixed into the cream cheese? Like it was like like the Axie thing. Locks chunks? That's pretty good when it's mixed in. No, it is. It is. I would have taken that. The other Friday, double verify. Get your locks spread out. That I think Moose and I did uh, over a two-year period of time is to get the water fountain at the outdoor basketball court. Oh, except, that's right. Except that it turned out to be a really shitty it was water fountain. Right. It still never worked right. right. So it's almost like, all right, right, we'll give you your water fountain right. here. But that tells you sometimes what politics... That's what happens with politics sometimes, is even when you succeed... You fail. You fail. Mm. Uh, was there really like a... It's kind of funny that the rats just well. Was that an actual well? Like was that? Yeah. Was that just a name, or was that no? Like, it was, was an actual well. well. I've never dug under the artesian well. But well, that, that, that room was the I'm going to take it as that water was so well. good. I'm going to take it as an article of faith that it was. Right. You know, and we were all comfortable that it was clean. Like, is that? Are you? We're, we're here. Anybody died from the artesian no. well? Well, no. listen. Nobody had a Brita back then. There people was no just, bottled water back people then. People just turned up right. the water. You drank water out of a hose. Yeah, right? The biggest scam. How did water become like Coming a, through rusty pipes every <laughs> Good advertisers. <laughs> exactly. Poland Spring. Which doesn't exist anymore, by the way. The, the difference in the water fountain by the outdoor courts versus the artesian well. Yes. <laughs> it was like, like Niagara Falls. <laughs> and smack in the middle was the social wall. Remember the one, the outdoor one had right. that little tiny piece? Yeah. It was like... Um, I basically just lick so, it off the so that, coming off that, that, the yeah, thing yeah. that capped over it is dribbling. Even victories in politics. We got the water fountain. No, no it sucks. I'm still walking to the artesian. How many water fountains were there at Swayco? Social hall had one. There was one by the social hall. Outdoor court, artesian. Was there anything I'm, over in like the little, tennis and I think that's that. Hugh Ford thing? Oh. There was one by the tennis court. Yes, there was by the upper tennis court. Wimbledon's. There was that the other I, don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. that. Yeah, no? Yeah, no. there was one just well, there outside might have been one Diamond 4. Diamond 4 was like corner, like behind. Like the lost civilization of Swago was Diamond 4. Did you ever see, <laughs> speaking of Diamond 4, Diamond 3, which was a football field? The soccer field, field yeah. yeah. Which had goal, goal yeah, goals. Did, did we ever play football, ever? Yes. Did you guys ever? <laughs> no, we played rugby on it. We played football a couple of times. We did? Yeah. I remember only catching a football off the high diving board. Yes. Yeah, football right. wasn't a Swago uh, no, no, thing. No, 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 no baseball. Then they, they forced soccer on us. Which became huge. You guys played soccer. Yeah, we took it. Soccer became huge. By your point, it became big. But when we... We called football. They forced... Excuse me. They forced soccer on us. 
at, yeah, we at played the it time. in Color War, and one time they made us play. Well, Color War sports, right? Like they made us play a tournament. How great was volleyball? Volleyball, volleyball Color War. Yeah. You never play it the entire year, but yeah. then the volleyball game would come and it would be like 12, 10. So long, come on, good, good move. You know, we had a big controversy because they said that they didn't have to play Lippy because he had double vision. <laughs> and I was like, well, we don't have to play. You know, he have an asshole. accent for dots? You know, I mean, we don't have to play the Hall of Cats. You know, it's like. Because <laughs> he's, he's not worried about the deviated septum. Right. You know, it was like, that's not, you just don't want to play in these. So, so Color War has gone on now at many camps. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. And then how great was running around Color War, like to the last activity that was being played? So as the games All ended, right. you used to go find the next one. You go to the senior sports, the inter right. sports. Especially if it was like a tight game. Oh, yeah. Cheering seniors, on. Seniors 2-2 two, two in soccer. Cheering on. Yeah. Baseball was the one. Softball was the one everybody ended up at because that game went on forever. Mm. Senior A was it, though. Senior A was senior In terms a of like the, the camp participating yeah, in, in one group's like athletic event, Senior A was Yeah, there's that in the Apache, really. The yeah. Was. Yeah. And the rope burners we discussed on the, the website the other day on Facebook. Yeah, someone posted something. What they said? Yeah, they they live streamed it to the. Well, oh, Gary Gropper. Yeah, a lot of camps today don't have the rope burners part of the patch. It's a separate event. It's an evening activity. Yes, yeah, they had it all. So they just, it's just the whole day is burning rope. Is it a competitive thing? Yes. Okay. And then, and then they have the Apaches, a totally separate thing. I don't they understand us? It's absurd. I remember Camp Ranger again when I was seven. The, uh, they had an Apache really too, but their last event was like it was like a, a, a log was was there, and you had to take an axe and chop. What's well, chop? Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was kind of cool fun. too, you know. And it was like one senior swinging an axe, chopping and chopping. <laughs> you know, good. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Maury. The mini was sliced in half. Yeah, the rope order was dramatic though. Anything with fire, right? And, and the team that got there first did not always win. No. I well, know that very well. We were two, there. Two minutes. <laughs> two minute advantage. Didn't go very far. Thanks, Mark. We, uh, well, it wasn't you. <laughs> wasn't that the year that you decided that you didn't need four teepees? You do it yeah, from got, a little got, one. Got, 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 got decided that he was going to eliminate the two teep, the second and the third jump. tier. Get the fire jump. Just jump up there. Jump. It did not jump. No, it did. It just didn't have enough wood up top to get it burning. We had like a 20 minute lead. Yeah. I like the water boiling. I did that. That was sort of like the event that got you. I did that for two years. Two years down the road. All I ever did was that. Steve Lapper taught me how to do that for the right reasons. Yeah. And what was the event that took out the center? The center panel. Ten free throws. It's a big little question. Like, what what Apache events did you do? Uh, in my later years, the Firebird. No, throughout your entire you, you scanned I, I started with the Leapfrog as Jay. Wow, leapfrog wow, all the sure. way over. Uh, I carried the little teaspoon of water and filled the bucket at one point. <laughs> um, wow, what were the other ones? I did the run at one point. You did multiples like back in the day. Yeah. When the camp was like the, the, run, the running was the worst because they dropped you off and they said wait here <laughs> and you're waiting two and, 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 the other person, and then the other person comes and then you're there alone like right how long before my my guy gets wasn't there the did the walk the heel yeah, yeah, yeah like like two mile walk. Walk. so there was always a protest going to be filed because he, he, he was ran. running he was yeah. running his heels was but what's the definition here someone needs to be very clear well again yeah, I can run heel toe the sailing the sailing across the lake when I forget who it was who took the centerboard out and started using John Eunice. It was. Sounds right. That yeah. was a that was a big contestant. <laughs> he's, he's, he's taking down the sail. He's paddling. Oh my That's God. smart. You know, smart. 
I did a lot of the moving moving events. What did you do in the last few years? Well, I did the fire. uh, I I think I boiled water as well. Me too. I did canoeing or, you know, across the lake or Mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, You know, I didn't do the the glamour basketball events, you know, which would have been, you Mm -hmm. know, people like my brother or scoreboard or, you know, the Duke. I did only basketball events. I would have dreaded having to kayak across the lake. I did that. That's my event. How you were? That was my event. I was a kayak. Yeah. That strong upper body was evident back then. Oh, you wouldn't. You know what? It was cool until like you got halfway across, and you're like, "Holy shit!" My arms are burning. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it was so, like badly. Can I know? swim? Did we ever put lotion on back in the? No, no. There was no sunscreen back then, was there? No. I never no. remember. You're right. I don't think we ever. No, put bug spray, but not sunscreen. No, I didn't no bug that. spray. You would just use to light up the. Uh, the toilet paper <laughs> on fire, flamethrower. You stick it in the down the toilet and blow it up. I didn't mean, I mean, use spray, I had fly paper. <laughs> fly paper. I was old school. Fly Love paper. that fly paper. Yeah, fly paper. At the Galilee store. At the Galilee store. What a, what a wonderful thing to have in your home. I don't even know if they sell that anymore. <laughs> I don't think so, man. No, it's that too, had to be very toxic. It's like, I don't know. I was going to go the other way. It's probably too environmentally friendly. It's a piece of sticky paper with a scent on it. And, and wouldn't you rather have live flies and dead flies just hanging off your side? No. no. They you don't, don't bite. You feel flies are annoying you? Well, if you don't mind flies, then have nothing. But They're delicious. I look at it as a fly thing versus swatting them. The fly swatter was always fun, though. Yeah, I never really minded like waking up with a fly like on your lips. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's like doing that little crawl yeah, across your You're alone in that way. It's felt very sensual. Far from us, you better that than dead corpses of flies just hanging off your ceiling. What's a little weird? Chandelier of dead flies. By the way, you are taping this, aren't you? What's the lifespan of a fly anyway? It can't be very long, so you weren't really taking much of their life away. You're just ruining it by the only one. the latest way to they, go. They got in every flap. They're just like, sure, this is like a third of my life. Shit, you know, it's uh, stuck on this goddamn paper. Because the son of a bitch couldn't, couldn't have you flying out of his But the flies worked on volume. Oh yeah, not quality. They came at your volume product. Well, yeah, if you went to like when you threw the garbage out and you lifted the thing, to, oh, yeah, they were like, well, those what? Those I don't garbage cans with the wood tops. Exactly right. <laughs> I don't yeah, remember getting mosquito bites at camp. I don't feel like that was a thing. I wasn't a thing. I don't remember getting all big. Yeah, even like like you would think like at the I expect to be now. What about ticks? Nobody thought about ticks back then. Right. No Lyme diseases. You had newts and lizards running around. That's you can eat fucking peanuts back then without getting harassed by anybody. I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Half the kids yeah. in camp would have starved. Airborne death. It's like I got on a bus the other day to go to the airport, like a, a van of eight people, and like even there they're like, oh, do you have peanuts because there's an allergic girl? I'm like, no, I don't have peanuts, but it's just weird. <laughs> Not weird. Where? What happened that? This allergy came on like it was. I don't know. Because right. it's not a thing. There's we lots of theories about that one. Pasteurized milk, antibiotics in food. They're all wrong. Like, they could be. Tell me what's right. Just get to the bottom of that. Seriously. Spoiled parents. No, that doesn't impact no, I think, the allergy I think reaction. The chemical allergic reaction. No, I think I think it's a little. I think it's probably overblown to some extent, but there clearly are people that yeah. Are so out. so my my daughter airborne fatal death. Like twenty minutes, epipen, or she's dead. Really, and but that was determined from peanut butter. She's taken from any kind of nut. 
There yeah. are tests that, that show it. But there are a lot of people who say I get hives, therefore don't eat peanuts. I think there's right. that's the overblown part of it. Yeah. Like there's lots of things that give people hives. I'm not quite sure we get rid of them all. And I think also maybe there's parents who's like their kid eats peanut one time, they don't feel good, and that's it. Like well, that's peanut allergy. Exactly. You need to have a real before you know, not let anyone on an airplane eat peanuts. No, I, I, right. You need now, there are schools that are peanut free, and you know, yeah. at the camp I worked at, they had what they called peanut alley, so you can go yeah. into this special place yeah. <laughs> to get peanut butter, and you know, that sounds like a mayor campaign. I'm going to have peanut alley. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and when you know you were serving kids like you know cookies, you had to make sure <laughs> they had rubber gloves because <laughs> they peanut and give it to the you know. My other, really over the time. my other pet peeve these days is these people who get on an airplane with these service dogs. The other day, I'm going to send you the picture so you can post it. I'm telling you, a woman gets on a flight with like a freaking St. Bernard <laughs> sitting on her lap. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm like, oh my God, I feel so bad for the woman next to her. Like, I'm here and other than two. And then this couple, these two guys in front of her was like, they were in the bulkhead seat. They're like, oh, we'll watch your dog through the flight. And I'm like, you guys crazy? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, I guess they love dogs, but this dog was huge. It was sitting in her lap. I'm like, isn't there? Shouldn't there be a limit? Yeah. About how large a dog? Someone's got to sit next to that person. Yeah, no, that's a fair. What about the dog allergies on the plane? Right. That's right? true. I'm waiting for the service dog to need a service dog. This is my service dog. And the service dog, like I used to think, a service dog was like you're blind. No, now it's and just dog, yeah, 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 yeah. It used to be that. They're both comfort dogs. Emotional support dogs is what they're called. And it's not well, only dogs, okay. there's birds and just snakes. Right, it's not just dogs. Snakes on a plane? Yeah. Comfort I don't know. What's going on? I don't know. I'm not... I, I mean, I get it. I'm not little... my dog, but... I just can't... Do... All right. And I feel bad, but... Maybe I'm wrong about this and I'm perfectly willing to be wrong. But it just seems to me that there are other solutions to solve that person's emotional problem that doesn't require a dog to be with them. 24-7, wherever well, they go. Oh, for, stuff yeah, so for two hours on Well, flight. like a drug, some pill or something, just do something. <laughs> hey, go. That's good. Well, maybe the argument yeah, is, is they want to have, it's not about having the dog for the flight, it's just that they want yes. to have the dog. The yes. dog should be underneath with the other fucking dogs, that's what I think. I think a lot of people use it as a way to fly their dogs to other places without having to... I know someone that doesn't... Well, I definitely think people scam it. Right. Of course people scam it. But but the point is what that that the person is like emotionally emotional needs the dog yeah. yes. to be with them. Yeah. Yes. That the dog provides them, keeps them calm, and they don't get you get prescribed a dog. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, if they could fly with a friend, it would be just as effective. I accept Our society is so fucked up, right? I mean, everyone's so stressed and freaked out, and like we're, we turn to everything. And it, it, and it gets validated. I don't know. I think I think because we live in a hyper. You have to think that the society today is without a doubt the greatest society of all time. I mean, technologically... Yeah. Right. No one wants for anything. Right. You know? Or, or, or at least for the things... Like, I have a toilet. I have running water. I have electricity. I can take a hot shower. Like, these food. are... These are mass food. food. I can have food. Like, Billions. And they, That's true. They, they, they should be... No one, no one should go hungry. There's no, 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 no reason for it. No reason. But people do. Yeah, yeah, but they should. But there's absolutely no reason. No for reason that. for but that. But you think about it—that's a solvable problem, and I don't know it's, why it it's not a production problem. issue. We can right. produce more. It's a distribution. No. We export more food. No, we, we pay farmers not to produce. Correct. Mm -hmm. It's a distribution problem. So why do you think people are so? It's a political problem. I have so much angst. Everybody's like, I don't uh, know. 
because I think like all the basic needs are, are taken care of and like basically animals and we wanted those basic needs to, so if you were scavenging for food you know food you found food to be happy and your your mind is so focused on finding food you don't have time to think about other shit that's going to well this is one of the reasons I agree for the record Moose pointed to his phone oh thank yes. you Mark <laughs> oh yes thank you Mark to my that's phone the Bible <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. We yeah, all, but that's just like, a symptom of it all. I mean, I think inter- I think it's overall good interconnectedness. I still think that it's this sort of underlying uh, principle of our society. It's, it's it's very competitive. We're all so. I think, why though? Why? I don't know why? Because I think capitalism at its foundation is ultimately competitive, and I think that sort of spills over into yeah. But more, most more people the desire for more. Even someone who's dirt poor, relatively speaking is a hundred times better off than someone who was poor 80 years ago. Or or the richest person, you know? I mean, the richest person 80 years ago probably doesn't have what the poorest person has. Well, you know, it's funny when you're talking about it. I don't think that's a pretty nice shit. (laughs) Mansion on Fifth Avenue. I spent the last... No internet, no... No, no. I spent the last week visiting the homes of our first six presidents from, you know, Washington to John Quincy Adams. Who was four? Uh, Monroe. Okay. Earl. 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 And, you know, these places like Monticello and Mount Vernon and... I think it's just to be Monticello, just by the way. I hate you, man. Can we yeah, that? I don't need to be cello. That's how they pronounce it there. So I'll go by what the people of that area say. Mm-hmm. Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon. Oregon. Uh, but in any case, in all of these fantastic mansions... No toilets. Yeah, the yeah. No sinks. Fucking butter. Like, no bathtubs. Yeah. You know, chamber pots. That's uh, perfect. That was a luxury. When I was on... It was, was like living in S2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did a road trip out from... We went to Vet, Colorado for the month. So we drove from Florida to Colorado. We kind of cruised town in the southwest part of Colorado. They have a train that you can There's take. a Swago guy who has a diner there. Or did? Oh, yeah. Gary Broad. Gary Broad. No, Gary no, 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 that's Gary something Lord. else. Paul Gary Broad. Paul Broad's oldest son. But Only anyway, the diner I went to Durango. Durango. Durango Diner. I did not know that. that. I didn't eat there, but but they have a train that you can yeah, go on. Yeah, Scott Schneider's brother Joel owns a pot boat. Right. No, it's right. called the Bud oh, and right. Breakfast. The, the Bud and Breakfast. The Bud and Breakfast. I've heard about. And the morning wake and bake. But we did this thing where we took a train ride. It was like three hours up and three three hours back. And it was the original train line. The guy was humping the coal in and the steam. And it was like the thing that just dawned on me is like we were doing it exactly how they did it in 1920. Mm-hmm. And it got you, you know. Got you then? Yeah. Like on one hand, it was a little ancient. But on the other hand, it did the job and it got you there. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of cool to actually do something that in the exact same way that they did it. And that time. Steam you can't stop technology. No. no, no. And nor do you want to. You must be no, but Andrew we do Yang. Need to, but we do need to think about the... <laughs> You're the I do Yang, think he has you? some good ideas, actually. I agree. Andrew well, Yang. You remember when we talked about swagoism because there was going to be... Right, right. It was a great there was going to be no more jobs for people. Right. So, like, because, how do we transplant right. what our overall societal goal is? And that's sort of what Andrew Yang was talking about with the universal yeah. basic income yeah. and 
pay people just to live because my only problem with that universal income though is I just feel if you just give a thousand dollars out like it's just going to be baked into the system and the inflation will take care of it and it's just yes I don't know what that does you know? you're right uh, it's it, there's no easy solution. I think no. I think what he's well, trying there, there to say no easy, the solution again like the swagoism thing is like our society has to say you know what we're going to switch the paradigm we're going to so it's not like capitalism anymore yeah right? yeah because we really can't do it anymore because human labor isn't really needed and so, you know, whoever makes the best, who's ever happiest. So you're going to take the, the only argument I would make for his UBI proposal is that what he's basically saying is that we're going to eliminate all of these other social services that people get, the food stamps and all that stuff. And let the person get a thousand bucks a month and decide what the hell they want to do with their money rather than the government say, oh, you know, you have to yeah, apply for this. conservative one, he's going to come out and say, if you give him $1,000 and I spend it on, uh, on drugs instead of spending it on food, you know, I'd rather yeah, have food fair. stamps that they have to spend on food and that the food has to be nutritious food instead of soda. Okay. I think the argument is, if that person's starving, we're going to find a way to feed him anyway. We're not going to say you blew your money. There's a basic need to feed people. Well, yeah, that is the real problem. Services. You're giving away the 1000 bucks and you don't, in, in lieu of having all those social services. I'm not sure that that's what he's saying. Oh, you don't think that's what yeah, he's Yeah, everybody's getting $1,000. Right. Everybody. You know, no matter... I don't think that... It, I think it would certainly reduce the need for social services. But let's say somebody's single, $12,000 a year is not... I actually don't think it would reduce the need. I think anybody who... I think many of the people who still take advantage it. of those services would take advantage of both. I would hope that it would reduce the need if they're starting with, you know, right. with that. But... Uh, you know, it, it does become something where, like, you know, I think one of the problems, and this is going on to other topics, but, like, for example, with health insurance being tied to your job, you know, maybe if you knew you still had money coming in, you might feel like, I'm going to quit this job that I hate. Sure. And, you know, fuck my insurance. Right. 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 Uh, because I could still get medical care and I don't have to. Yeah, no, it could be the tipping point. Because I don't understand. Mm-hmm. It was a benefit in lieu of. It was an incentive, uh, I think, to start paying them more money. It's also an, ins- an ins- a disincentive to hire people and an incentive to do as much as you can automated without people. Because every time, no matter what scale pay scale you hire, whether it's well, that's the forty-five grand or two hundred, you're paying the same amount. So like. Entry level people are still expensive right. in terms of those particular costs. When I own my own business, we used to pay one hundred percent for everyone's health care. Wow! And we had like sixty employees. Then suddenly, we said, all right, you have to kick in ten percent. Mm-hmm. Then it became twenty. Yeah, that's what I've been. 40. You know, because every year. The premiums would just skyrocket. They just keep going up, and you go, "I don't and, want to pay more, so how do I calibrate right. without so giving less?" So we would be planet. switching from from Oxford to GHI at the time to other companies, Back to just looking, you know, who offers the cheapest. And it's and it's too expensive. I mean, I have I'm a healthcare is a too expensive plan, and I contribute a little bit because I have some choice of doctors. Uh, but what New York City pays for my health insurance is ridiculously expensive. Right. It's, we just, you know, over that's, $30,000 a year. problem. Yeah. Right. 30 grand. The, the stat I've heard is 90% no, of healthcare expenses come from someone's last 10 days of life. So as a society, we've decided we're going to do everything we can to keep somebody alive at the most expensive time. Right. Right. Well, well, there, there should be universal health care for everyone. 
a base somewhere near the Like it doesn't need to be a Cadillac plan, but just correct. And then if people want to increase their health insurance after that, Amen. then they should be able to pay for that's it. That's how I feel. Just basically and it should just be, now, you know, everyone should have basic coverage so someone can go to the doctor, doesn't have to rush to the emergency room when they have a, a, a cold. It's somewhat Obamacare. Obamacare is insurance. Obamacare is not even health. Well, no, so. it's like camp. You go to the infirmary. No, yes. You go to the infirmary. These urgent cares, by the way, yeah. are fantastic. Are the infirmary? Totally. Whatever the smartest system it. is from the capitalist side to get health care so people could get what they want to get should exist alongside one program that exists right. for every human being that wants to take what they the should United have done in, instead of that just creating gets a this certain minimum levels. Right, exactly right. You get a, here's your in-network doctors that you can go You're to. You're not going to be broke if you get cancer. Yeah. Or but but then the cutting-edge cancer drug that maybe your insurance covers for you now isn't going to be covered by that. And Choices like, are going to have to be made. And it's that's the reality. That, that's well, the then on, on top of that, what you should be able to purchase, which most people need, is catastrophic insurance. That's yes. effectively what I'm saying. Is just catastrophic with some basic like, things. Right. Right. Yeah. That's basically yeah. like my old comp. My policy now is basically catastrophic. Like, uh, really? Just, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Why do you choose to have a policy? Yeah, right I'll say this it's, it's ridiculously expensive. Everyone's healthy, so to, to pay like uh, I don't want to pay seven thousand dollars a month for healthcare. I'd rather spend two thousand dollars a month. I had heart surgery. It, they billed the insurance company three hundred thousand dollars. Insurance company paid two fifty. You had to pay fifty? No. No. Uh, no, uh, I, I had to pay like 18 for nice. things that weren't covered, which right. I fought them on anyway, because it was ridiculous what they were charging $18,000 for blood tests and stuff, right. where they would come into my room every, every day, three times a day, just to stick and, and draw blood. Hospital costs are incredibly... Extreme. It's amazing. It's like forty thousand dollars for you know going in. I had meniscus surgery. It cost me fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's good. Robin had to pay three thousand out yeah, of pocket it cost me $50. for her shoulder surgery. That's but see, that's like that's too little, right? So it's like where's this? And I think these like urgent care places do it well. I had my one story is I had poison ivy. I guess like last year it was like, it was like a Friday at five thirty. My doctor wasn't in. So I drove over there, they tested me, they gave me a, a prescription for like steroids to yeah. take um, and some topical cream and it cost me, you know, $215. Yeah. Think, which is like, oh, I think it's a good solution. That's, I think it's a good that's solution totally for a lot right. of They also take insurance. I have a $50 copay. I have a $25 copay. I, I was in Arizona, I had a sty. I went, it took the whole thing, took 15 minutes. They gave me a prescription for drops and, you know, 25 bucks. 20 minutes. So what's mm-hmm. interesting about it is, and I travel a lot, so like England, the level of services they allow a non-doctor to perform yes. outside of the U.S. is so much more. They let them go so much further, which is the concept of these urgent cares. Right. Get as much into a non-medical profession yeah. as not insurance. Yes. Right. They just let PAs and, and nurse practitioners That's what's there. do yes. 80% well, of what doctors the whole do. Yeah. Right. That you don't need some person who thinks I got to make four hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to right do to, to check things. my blood pressure right. and give me a shot if you need and a check shot. if I have strep right right exactly so the infirmary uh, infirmary care. concept we say this I think we had a podcast where we said it's weird you've got like every town has station, 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 station fire station why is there no town infirmary 
I guess that's the hospital. where Gares are now. Mm-hmm. Well, the hospital was supposed to be the infirmary. It is, was supposed yeah, to be but it's there. not like each town has a dedicated hospital. You know what no. I mean? Like, it should have been like a town has its fire department, its police department, right. and its infirmary. And, infirmary. and then there's county police. So if you yeah, that's the school nurses. It's just expanding on yeah. school nurses. Yeah. We actually have a health clinic in my school building, which is fantastic, that the kids can... Because all the kids in my building are poor. At all five schools, you know, there's free lunch for everybody. But there is, if you well, sign Well, they should up, get free lunch. No, they no. should get free breakfast, right. too. They do. Kids. They do. Well, I, that, but, it, but in any case, they have a clinic in the school. They have dental care. They have mental health care. They have, you know, uh, all sorts of medical care. And it's actually, if the kids are healthier now, they're going to do better in the future. Sure. If they don't have, you know, they need dental care. But right. if the family doesn't take care of it, mm-hmm. or right. they can't afford it, at least... They would never, the family would never take care of it. Right. The money and finding the time and going to the doctor mm-hmm. for and most poor families... It's fantastic for our kids. I always thought that that should be part of the education system to, to address hunger and, you know, the, the poverty. Any kid should be able to get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. A leaving meal. Well, they do get breakfast at a school, and lunch, and I have just kids. to make sure they're all fed. Like it no, should be an option. Nice. And I remember seeing a student once who's putting school lunches in his knapsack because he's taking them home, not just dick. not just for himself, just but for his family, yeah. but for his family. Sure, the kid. There's like stealing bologna, and you know. My grandmother did that from uh, Wolfie's restaurant in Florida. Yes. To take a roll. The rolls. Yeah, my, my mother would ask for a bag of rolls from Peter Lugas to take home. She had <laughs> no shame. One of our, yeah. No shame. No, that, was, that was part of the answer. answer. Packing it in and, and forget about sweet and low. And next, oh, right. I mean, and next instead of food stamps, we could have the mess hall, okay? People yes. Get a, it's right. Like well, there's nothing wrong with that. People, hunger, should, they, hunger shouldn't exist. So now we're it's a very family-based society, <laughs> utopian little centers. That's right. Where you raise your own and take some village. Right. And you can play basketball. basketball. But we still have our mental strap, right? There's still the mental strap. Like all the physical stuff we can take care of, but there's still this... No, you have arts and crafts and nature. All right, good enough. The mental stuff, is, is you pointed out before, it's the desire to succeed in that war. Yeah, to change the topic, maybe this is a little off, but like the shooting stuff recently, right? Like... I, I don't have an, a clue, and I and I, I don't think it's one variable that it's well, guns are legal in this country, and they're not in others. Like, what is going on that like this has just become so rampant? I, I think it has to be related to the access to guns. I mean, yeah, I would say how it can be. Every other country is a microcosm of everything that we have here, mm-hmm. except the guns aren't easily available. Though, and I'm not even making an argument about how to fix it because. They're there already. Right, right. It seems to me that that's if they didn't problem. have guns. But guns we have. No, guns we bullets. Hear for years and they years. They should years. ban bullets. Keep the guns, ban bullets. Well, Someone wants to make their own bullets. But guns have been available like that. I'd rather have someone make 20 bullets instead of buying 800 bullets. And I was thinking about that. Guns are actually. How long have they been around? Since the 40s or 50s? I don't even think I've ever seen a gun store. That's the thing. No, but I was in Virginia last week and I could have bought guns very easily and taken them back to the city with me. It would have been would have taken me 10 minutes to go in and buy a gun. Where Do we I have to report you now? Okay, but where were you? But clearly guns. Virginia. And yeah. I think that's part of the problem. They were available in the 70s, 80s, up until, I guess, Columbine's really... Yeah, but I don't even think they had... Or they weren't selling AK-47s. Right. You couldn't get 50 rounds off. No? Then. 
Even I, I, I personally think they have to ban assault weapons. But there's no reason I someone needs to have an AK-47 in the house. And, and, and I'm no Democrat weapons. and I'm no liberal. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. Thanks who for needs, clarifying that. No, I'm for you. <laughs> who needs a freaking automatic weapon to, to, to shoot a deer? Military killing machines should not be widely available. Seems like that way. I mean, uh, we, have, we have a line that we draw. You're not allowed to have a bazooka or a uh, you know, there's, tank. There's a line clearly drawn. Nuclear weapons. It just seems like the line needs to I just feel like, listen, I don't disagree with the gun control thing, but again, I, I still think like something else is well, going I on. I agree. Absolutely. There's a mental flip that well, has switched is. They, they say... It's part of what you were saying before. Why are we all so fucking freaked out and stressed out? It's part of all that, and that breeds some of these sense of isolationism. craziness that goes on out they there. They said kids today don't have true or not. I don't know. I, I know my, my son, with my son has two or three friends, my friends, friends yeah. that I know of. But to say, I mean, I, we are not the only country that has mentally ill people, but we are the only country that has right. so maybe the two shootings a year. So I, 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 don't, I just no don't think it's reasonable to say that. And I think it's embarrassing. It's the gun culture. Right. And, you know, Australia had a mass shooting and they changed all their gun laws and they yeah, had that's a different mass thing. shooting. That's a I mean, Australia is a country thing. that is more like the United States socially, culturally, than most other countries. Right. Yeah, but they're also, it's easier. It's an right because it's not. I, a I understand that. Amendment there, they just change their rules. Right this, here, you can't make that happen. It's, we would have to. I mean, they should. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Didn't they I, say? I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really. Hope so. I did research beyond the certain people making the claim, but I saw that when we did have the ban on assault, on assault, assault rifles for ten years. That it went way down, the amount of deaths well, that were the out case. there. And it just seemed... Uh, yeah, there so you were asking about... You were talking earlier about studies and who does this kind of thing. I think you were... I don't know what right. you were talking about. Right. There's a guy who I've become friendly with who lives in my building. His name's Richard Florida. He's uh, he's an, And he lives in Florida. He, he's actually from Toronto. He's, he's a teacher. And he it's runs something called... It's part of the Atlantic magazine. They have a whole city lab, it's called. And they just do research on urban issues right from everything across the board and he I retweeted it earlier today they did a study about which things actually decrease um, you know gun violence and it actually wasn't banning it wasn't the things we were just talking about it was you know I'll pull it up in a second but it was more around some of the social side stuff about like um, wait let me pull it up I'll tell you what it was in a second but it's also it was interesting. It wasn't that, oh, when you ban the assault weapons or when you ban it goes the, away. that it goes away. It it's was three other factors. Like, like the predominance of men in these things versus women. And I guess intuitively we think that would be the case, but it's just statistically crazy. That's yeah, but most violence is committed by men. Most assaults, most attacks. I'm just saying, I'm sure. I know you're one. Okay, the most effective gun control measures are those that regulate who has access to the guns right. versus as opposed to what kinds of guns are out there. So it's this idea of like stopping mentally ill people from having access to the background guns. Checks. Background checks. And those are the things that reduce... But isn't, isn't that done? No. I mean, you can walk into any gun show. There's, not, there's places that they don't check, like that they say the gun in show. In Florida, where I live, there's gun shows every weekend. You go walk in, you buy whatever the fuck you want, you walk in. out, no one's checking in. It's called the gun show loophole, and it would seem to be the easiest thing in the world to fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, background checks, they won't. They, they should be. Mitch McConnell won't. There should be a, a two month 
to the, to at the least floor. waiting list. Sure. You know, waiting period. And I tell you, I could have gone to Virginia and bought a gun two days ago. Yeah. So they're I talking about these red the flag way. rules. It's like, how in God's name is is is, is our you know the, the police and the different and groups very, that are out there doing? How are they going to predict which person's getting no, sick enough? And we're going to take I away know. the gun. Talk about First Amendment issues. Why? Because I posted something that sounds like I'm a little right. crazy. Well, I, I guess that's family. That's the First Amendment stepping up. You know, my friend, I think, has got problems yeah, with Yeah, how soon does that start to get abused with? No, the problem is in the engine. Casey, you're in the I, I would have sent John Lieberbaum and Matty Roseman right, right to the government. No guards. Red flags, man. Red flag. Red flag. Flying high red flags. Yeah, Swago had gun control. You could use guns at the rifle range. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, with, you know? with Hollywood leave, bullets. Leave them there, too. But, but I'm, like going to go back, I'm going to go back to the theory about bullets. It's about gunpowder. You stop selling gunpowder and regulate gunpowder. Okay. And you can't make bullets. Well, whatever it is. You can't. You can't. You can't start to reduce. By the way, You know, I think, unfortunately, the problem also is there are so many already. What do you do? But but they now nah. you have to well, that is part of it. I don't I don't actually I actually think some of these things are fixable that way. Like if you literally said that this is outlawed now and there may be millions of them out there at the moment, and if you are caught with one of these weapons, it is a million dollar fine and you're in jail for fifteen years, people would get very afraid. It's like hockey, they said we can't get rid of fighting. You don't know how you get rid of fighting? Say, you fight once in hockey, you're suspended for the whole season. No one will fight. Yeah. They just, if they made a really serious penalty like that, people would I be afraid to have them in right. the open, and then eventually it would, it would mitigate. Even, even the immigration problem. To cigarettes. Nobody's serious about the immigration problem, because if the, the right really wanted to stop it, they'd go vote in a law that says, if I were to ever hire an immigrant, I'm going to get fined like a billion dollars and I have to, you know, it's just, it would be very simple to do it. Illegal Go after the business. Illegal. Illegal. You have to use the proper terminology. Or undocumented. Undocumented. Whatever you want. You could solve these, but no one wants to do it because. Because your fruit would cost a fortune. Because well, because nobody's being nobody honest. Wants to do it. That, Correct. that it's, it's, you know, there's a balance. Right. If we want to manufacture something here, we have to be able to spend Correct. to you pay want, more. Correct. Do you want manufacturing in the U.S.? Prepare for your prices to go up. We've spoken about that before, like the whole thing that if it's an immigrant, well, I, you know, I don't want them to be a citizen. They shouldn't be a citizen. It's like, well, well couldn't we create this other class of, of individuals in the country that's here as a worker? We do. That's, we have green cards, right. permanent residents. We already have brought in that. Not for technology. And again, make a check. You know. Do a background check to the extent you can. If you can't do the background check that extensively, then maybe they don't come in. But look, I, you know, I know a, a ton of illegal logical. immigrants who I see every morning waiting to uh, get picked up to go work. Day work. Yep. There are like 80 right. of them day on this day corner, day laborers. Nobody cares. 90% of these, these people aren't here to commit crimes. I say 99.5% are not here to commit All right. crimes. Whatever, I get your I'm point. I'm a Republican, so I'm <laughs> going to say 90. Then my libertarian well, side. And, but that, yeah. there, there should be some method that they, they don't have to fear deportation. Which, again, 90% of them really don't. We're, we're not really don't rounding up. 
I mean, they may feel My it. students. But we're not rounding up they are. tons of people. Probably respectively, right? They're not worried about right now. Or they something might happen no, they're, the they're nervous for their families because you know, the, the yeah. rhetoric and, and the yeah. threats, these are all immigrant people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, honestly, I don't really know for most of them what their status is. Right. I only know because I do some of the, the student advisory stuff and help with their FAFSA applications. Mm -hmm. And then the kid says, I'm not filling out my FAFSA. Yeah, that's, that's I don't pretty, understand some people. Well, they tell me why because mm -hmm. they trust me and I'm not going how to. Can they, how can they get in? I mean, this is sort of what I was getting at earlier. But if you're not they, here legally, how can they get into the school? They, like, the, like the, the, school the school does not check. And we are not interested in checking that's our That's point. That's kind of my point. Nobody's interested in Whether you agree with it or not, there's an enforcement mechanism that could be in place. You may right. say a lot of But we place. don't want to be in a place where kids are not going to school. No, I get that as an educator, why you don't Well, not only as an educator, as somebody who lives in a society. Uh, okay, wait, basically. Wait, so as somebody who lives in a society, if kids are not in school, what are they doing? But your, your point is well taken, except if you go through a cycle of five years where there's no education, no work, etc., if you really want to get rid of undocumented immigrants coming in, you give them no means to survive, and they would leave. But then you're punishing I'm, kids. I'm not for that. I'm right. saying that that's a, that's a solution to the problem. You know, mm -hmm. Going after the parents is one thing. These kids did not make a decision to come here legally or I, otherwise. I, no, I think Mark, Mark agrees, but he's, I get think if we wanted to take this, like, Really hard line approach. Well, we don't well, want that's what I'm saying. Right? Then, the then, then, here's the guy. Really really want to solve it. Don't build a wall. Go tell any business that hires anyone. Well, that's the thing. That they should punish the business. <laughs> yeah, right. Remove the big sugar cube. Don't try to kill all the ants that Correct. are, you know. Uh, Good analogy. Very well done. You know, you hire a mayor. You hire <laughs> an illegal immigrant. You get fined $10 million. Just the total dollars. irony of Trump. It's fucking has. Dozens of these illegal immigrants working for him as if he didn't know. Right. <laughs> Come on. And he's done it repeatedly year and year after year. It just started a year ago when it all came out. Ivanka using labor for her. And he doesn't lines. really give You think no, he really gives well, a shit. Let's not get into a Trump thing. About right? that. <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's not. He doesn't so care about any podcast. Exactly. Whatever he has to say to achieve his own gratification. He will say it could be the most liberal thing. We're not going to get the right thing. It's a, it's a man who never thought he was going to win. Yeah, let's basically. not get it to. No, Trump. we're not. Let's. I've, I've got to split in a few minutes anyway. I so. think this. Hey guys, I want to thank you very much. Great questions, everybody. Great questions. Great answers. Uh, and I. Am, You're the greatest, Ed. I am going to be moving forward. We still have about two years before I need to start collecting signatures. Oh, it's two years. Do you have to start collecting? Oh, this is really a soft it is. launch. It's 2021. And, and look and us up at www.edburkformayor.com. Do you have a URL? Really? I don't. I need oh, to. Well, that's $8. Ed Burke for Mayor. Go get Joe that. Joe 3030. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> Please visit me on my phone. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I have a request. I think you need to move beyond just Camp Obeka. It needs to become all the camps of Wayne County on, on a Jerry's on a shirt. Well, you know, I did, I, I did work here, so, you know, it's a, I, I earned this. No, but the majority of campers do not come from New York City. That's, that's the that's problem. That's true. That's true. So he has to focus on his demographics. Well, we have many podcasts to come. Well, you know, you talk about solve that. these issues. The one other thing I didn't bring up is because my students are so international, it is nice that I have like entryways into different communities. No, exactly. Bangladesh, Bengali communities, Yemeni communities, West African communities. I have a big it's Bengali. It's uh, going long. Community. That's five blocks. Like four blocks away from me. It's it's. 
Yeah, one and thing I think two whole I think, if you, I think if you stick to your what you're after, stick to a single issue as your core issue where you obviously have tremendous experience. I think it's a super important issue to so many people, like schooling, particularly just your, you know, the the, the middle class and lower middle class that lives in the city, which is the predominant um, group of people. That maybe you could. You can make a statement and make something happen. And make some changes. Get, get something we, that you want to happen to happen. I and would maybe, like to... who knows you could win. I would like to change the way we do education. I love it. Thing. Let's do that. On that note, let's give Ed a round of applause. <laughs> Ed Burke, the future mayor of New York City. Next time in Damascus. All right, everyone. Great to see you all. Now,